what is the same for all sentient beings. We all want to be happy. We don't want to suffer. To be able to do this, it's very important that we know how to create those causes of being happy and also to stop entering or engaging in those causes that are going to create suffering. If we're not able to take away this, the causes of suffering, how do we expect to be free from suffering? Unless we engage in the causes that create happiness, how are we going to manifest happiness? What is so important in being able to do this is our motivation. What is arising in our mind moment by moment and then determine what is positive. It's important to know what creates positivity, what creates happiness, what creates joy and what causes unhappiness, discontentment and suffering. In the beginning, just like the example of the money, money doesn't have good or bad. It's how we apply, how we use that money whether it is used for good or for bad. So it depends on our intention, it depends on our motivation. Also our thoughts as well. Inherently our thoughts are empty, however how we apply those thoughts is then going to determine whether we are creating positive or negative karmic seeds. If as the thought arises we can liberate the thought then it doesn't leave any karmic trace. However, if we're not able to do that, then what is going to influence those thoughts, the direction of those thoughts, the motivation of those thoughts? It is those karmic seeds, those karmic habits, our habits that we have. These habits, they have been established over this lifetime. How we think, if we think in positive ways, in negative ways, how we think in certain situations, and not only in this life, but also from previous lives and it feels like oh these thoughts are just naturally arising within my mind stream and we are so easily or so naturally tend towards certain ways or actions ways of thinking attitudes however nothing happens without a cause and so what we're thinking has come about because of our actions in the past because we've planted those karmic seeds because we have been practicing these habits and these habits have become entrenched in our mind stream, entrenched in the way we think, the way we speak, the way we act. And this is why it's so important that we maintain this mindfulness and awareness. Although this, these past actions, these past karmic seeds, our habits influence us, if we have that mindfulness and awareness, we have more opportunity, more choice to be able to decide whether we continue acting according to these habits if they are beneficial or whether we let them go because they're not actually benefiting ourselves or others. For instance, there may be somebody that sees an animal and their first thought may be, let me go and hunt that animal. That thought wouldn't arise if before they didn't have some kind of habit or karmic inclination in which this way of thinking has been established. So really it's coming because of past karmic seeds, actions. And it's really important that we are so careful with every single arising thought because one of the smallest little actions can really bring about great suffering. For instance, 
look at what happened recently in the last few months in Australia. They had those huge big bushfires. They caused so much devastation. Where did that start? Maybe with one spark, with just a little fire, maybe just a few little fires. Those little fires were not the fire that destroyed everything, but this was the origin of those fires. Just like the example of the candle and the flame in the candle. The flame in the beginning is not the flame at the end, but without the flame in the beginning, there wouldn't be the flame later on in the middle and in the end. And this karma really has this potential to multiply. Just like they give the example of a shorter tree, if we use any tree as an example, it starts as a little seed. It then becomes this big tree after five years. Maybe after many, many years, many lifetimes, there's a whole forest there. Where did it all start? Possibly just from one or two seeds. Those seeds then became trees. Those trees then had their own flowers or their own fruit. And then more trees, more seeds were planted and more trees grew. And also to be so careful with every action. You might think, oh, I'll just do this. It's so small. It's not going to make a difference. However, this becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit, it's very difficult to change. Just like maybe we think, oh, we cheat in something. <laughs> the first time we cheat, we might feel very guilty, feel very sad, very disappointed in ourselves, very worried about what we've done. But after the first time, the second time might be more easy. The third time, even easier. And then eventually we might just cheat without even thinking about it, without much concern about the fact that we are teaching. It just becomes second nature. An example might be for anybody who has smoked before. As a smoker, the first time you smoked, it was maybe a big thing. You snuck a cigarette, stole a cigarette from your parents, snuck off with your friends to have a cigarette. Maybe you had one a week, then it became one a day, then it became a box a day. And then you're reaching for a cigarette without even thinking about it. It's just a natural reaction. There's the example of Geshe Ben, and he was at a, a benefactor, he was at somebody's house, and he was going to go back to his cave to meditate, and nobody was in the room, and he saw this delicious tea, and he thought, oh, let me take some of these tea leaves with me, I won't ask, it'll be really nice to have this tea in retreat, and uh, as he put his hand into the jar to take the tea, he realized what he was doing. Oh, I'm creating this habit. This is really not a positive action. And he shouted, thief, thief, there's a thief in the house. And everybody came running in and he was the thief. And he did this to stop himself from developing this habit of taking things that haven't been offered. With this example of Geshe Ben, we might think, oh, I'll just take this little thing. And then from taking this little thing, maybe we'll take a little again and a little again. And then it becomes easier and easier to take something. And then maybe we take something big and then creates a lot of unhappiness and a lot of negative karma. For instance, like in the gangs, somebody was telling me that some gangs, what they do is that what they do is they first get a gang, gang member to kill an animal. 
And then after killing one or two animals or a few animals, it becomes much easier then to be able to hurt somebody or maybe even kill somebody. So slowly, through things that we think that are not so important, we create this habit and then it's much easier that this habit then develops into more serious karma. And the same is really applicable for all of our habits, for all of these negative actions, to slander somebody, to lie, to engage in harsh talk, and also for positive as well. The more we practice generosity, the easier it becomes. There's the example of somebody that went to Buddha, and Buddha said that they must be more generous, they were very miserly. And Buddha said, well, practice giving. And they said, well, it's very difficult. I can't. So what Buddha said is first, practice giving from your right hand to your left hand, and then your left hand giving to your right hand. And when he got used to this, then Buddha said, okay, now practice giving something small to somebody else. And gradually through this, giving something very small, they were able to then be able to give more and more. So it takes a process of time to adjust our mind even for practicing positive deeds, practicing kindness, practicing generosity, practicing patience. It's maybe like going to the gym. The first time we go to the gym might be very embarrassing. Everybody's picking up these big weights. Everybody's so fit. They can run so, so fast and for so long. And you really can't do it. You feel embarrassed. It's very difficult. But after a while, after a few months, you're able to exercise for a long time, very intensely. It takes, it takes a process. It takes time. So whatever we practice, really, we get better at. And that includes going to the gym. That includes the practice of our positive and our negative emotions. The more we practice a negative emotion, the, more, the better we become at those negative emotions. The more we practice kindness or generosity, the better we get at being kind and generous. The more we practice anger, the better we get at being angry. Angry about this, angry about that. Always a reason to be angry. And what will also influence how quickly the karma ripens is one is our motivation and how strong our motivation is how much satisfaction we get from entering into the act. These are maybe factors that help to ripen our karma quicker. So for instance, if we have a seed and we give it the right causes and conditions, the right climate, the right water, the right temperature, that seed is going to germinate and grow much quicker. If we have great satisfaction in helping somebody, saving somebody, benefiting somebody, that karma is going to ripen much quicker. The same as if we are very satisfied in killing somebody or hurting somebody, the negative karma is going to ripen much quicker. However, if we do it and afterwards we are really regretful or remorseful or we're doing it under, under duress, not out of great satisfaction, then those karmic seeds are going to ripen much slower. What will also influence how quickly karma ripens is depends on how quickly or how often we enter into those actions. So if we do things repeatedly, then there's going to be a good chance that the karma ripens much quicker. There's a Tibetan saying that if 
The longer you're on the road, the more chance you have of meeting up with a dog on the road. Your power of aspiration is also going to have an influence. For instance, you might do many things for your own liberation, which is not going to be as powerful as if you're doing the aspiration, you're doing all your actions for the benefit of all sentient beings or a vast number of beings. For instance, maybe if you do something just to make yourself happy or one or two people happy is not going to have the same power as if you make 50 or 100 people happy or 50 or 100 people have a good laugh together. We were talking about habits and which is the greatest or the most influential habit is this self-grasping of ours. Due to self-grasping, we believe ourselves to be independent, singular and permanent. And because of this, we enter into all sorts of different actions to make ourselves happy. And it gives rise to attachment and desire. And it gives rise to anger or jealousy and pride. And this causes us great suffering and creates negative karma. This is what causes, predominantly causes the 10 negative actions. On the other side, creating positive deeds is to do with benefiting others. And benefiting others, one, is it creates a lot of positive karma for ourselves. The other thing that it does is it's an antidote for our self-grasping. We reduce the sense of self-grasping. As Shantideva said, the greatest cause of happiness is wishing for the benefit of others. The greatest cause of unhappiness is wishing for your own happiness. As best as you can, benefit others. This is the 10 positive actions. If you aren't able to benefit others or engage in the 10 positive actions, then at least don't harm them. Don't enter into the 10 negative actions.